It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Holy How smokes. How fun was that today? So cool. I want to dry my eye first and foremost, mm-hmm. partially because of emotion and everything that we discussed here, but also from laughter. Uh, I need to dry my eye from laughing too much. What a great time we just had. All right. So y'all remember when I spoke a little bit about working with the Chris Nickich, who is the first person with Down syndrome to not only complete an Ironman, but then also went on and, and did Kona, completed the world championships last year. He is about to finish Berlin Marathon and then Chicago to finish the Abbott World um, Majors and get all five, which is Tokyo, London, Berlin, New York, Chicago, Boston, and Boston. Um, I saw him a couple years ago on the Boston course. I knew their story. I love, I love stories of resiliency, of overcoming, of having an issue, whether it's a disease or a diagnosis or or an injury or something, and and saying, yeah, not today. Nope, that I'm not going to accept anything. I can do anything, and right. it's hard work and persistence and consistency. And we had. Alrighty, we had it. The Chris Nickich and his amazing father Nick on the show today. Yeah, just just two delights uh, for you know differing reasons, Chris, because he's an enthusiastic athlete that likes doing Ironmans and uh, you know likes running best because it gives him a nice butt. Uh, Self proclaimed, right? You know, he's out there doing it. He's teasing uh, Christine a little bit, not only about uh, her slowing him down when they did Ironman, right? Uh, the half Ironman over in. Uh, in uh, in Maryland, Maryland together, and uh, but he also teased her about her uh, clothing today and what she wore he, uh, for, he, the, for the video shoot. He he teases me a lot. Right. It's love. It's love. Uh, but you know, look, I'm Chris. Chris is amazing. Uh, you know, he's he's a tremendous athlete that does things that you know not many people in this world will do. Uh, and he, you know, he's, he's does them as a, uh, somebody with down syndrome with, which, you know, would, some would consider a, uh, you know, a disability, but, uh, I, I don't think I don't see anything. Uh, I see plenty of ability here and, uh, you know, and we get an advocate and his father who just wasn't accepting the status quo from society as to how uh, a child like this, or, you know, a person like this should live or, or what, you know, their role should be in, in this world. And, and, uh, you know, Nick, uh, attacks it head on. Uh, you know, he's, he's ready to go. Uh, you know, I was prepped for this interview by watching them on real sports on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get the tissue box ready. Yeah. I mean, just uh, amazing. And, and now that Chris is doing this, these, you know, these amazing, uh, athletic feats for himself and winning SBs and being featured on real sports and all these things. Uh, they're committed, uh, he and his father to bringing, uh, the masses along with them and, and really, uh, you know, showing people what can be done if you get 1% better each day, each workout, each time you go out there and, and, uh, and put forth effort. And, and I really, you know, I admire it. Uh, I admire the, the drive. I admire the, uh, you know, the outlook on life. I admire the, uh, pursuit of passion uh that you know that that has that happens here uh for for everybody involved and uh you know just such a great great glimpse of what's possible uh if you allow yourself anybody uh to you know to flourish and to 
you know, go after things in life and to pursue them head on and, and, and get, you know, look, 1% better. I always talk to my track athletes about progress. We make progress. If we can make progress, well, then we're going to get better. By the end, we'll look back and say, look where I was, look where I am now. That's what progress and 1% better is all about. Uh, you know, all I right, say, so you have to talk about right. – we're going to hear from Chris. Your Chris is going to give you Chris. Yes. All right, so we're really excited for you to meet him. Um, he is a ball of love, a ball of energy. He's so much fun. He's one of my most favorite people he in this world. He flirts a little bit. He he's definitely loves women, right? <laughs> um, loves to, to make fun of Christine, which is great. Um, but after, you know, after you hear from him and get to meet him a little bit, you are going to hear, you know, what, what does 1% better mean and what are they trying to do and advocate for? And, you know, if you do want to be involved, you know, someone that is, that wants to be a guide, um, whether they run or they do triathlon, um, or simply, you know, someone that wants to get involved with this organization and, and back, back the organization, back the organization, send some money. Um, it is chrisnickich.com and that's C-H-R-I-S-N-A-N-I-K-I-C. We'll put everything in the notes. Definitely worth it to take a look at their story and uh, we hope you love this. You're gonna love this. I guarantee it. All right, here we go. Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast with Nick and Chris Nickich. Here we go. for another amazing episode and this one has been long overdue you brought your friend in here to meet me I, here. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited i've heard a lot about this guest i am so excited to introduce officially the nickich team <laughs> is on the show today uh nick and Chris, father son, amazing duo. One um, percent better is what we're going to be talking about and delving into today. And I am just beyond words because it's been a few years that I got wind of hmm some things that that both of you have been up to. And it was uh, two years ago, I believe, that I was running the Boston Marathon, and I saw saw this bright neon shirt, and I'm like, you know, it said three, two, one on the back of it, and I was like, I know exactly who this is. I'm like, this is the one, the only, Chris <laughs> Nickich, uh, running the Boston Marathon, and... I remember specifically coming up and being like, go, Chris. Yes, you can. He had no idea who I was. I'm some random stranger yelling, you know, yelling. And, and I remember you looked up. You had no idea who I was, but looked up and you were like, yeah. And 
and I was in love and that was it. I'm like, this is, you are amazing. Such an inspiration and here to enlighten the world. If you don't yet know about Chris and his dad and what they are doing, uh, wake up everybody. Cause it is time to hear all about it. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Oh, I love it. So tell our listeners, what is, what does it mean to be 1% better? You know, you know, it means that if we just push ourselves, it's about us uh, being uh, the best person of you. Uh, just let's take away this inspiring movement story. Uh, if you want to know more about what I do, my journey I've been doing, Please, please, uh, go to my website at chrisdiggers.com and go on social media and you can message me there. And also, I want to spread awareness for every three, two, one. You know what I'm saying, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. For every, you're a different athlete. To run every major marathon. And Mike, if you ever feel like you want to guide someone, guide this crazy person right here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can I add two words to that? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm good. <laughs> so 1% Better is a program. Essentially, it's a, it's a purposeful, purposeful, um, effort every day to accomplish something. And so when Chris decided to do an Ironman, he had just finished a sprint triathlon, which is a 14 mile version. And then a year later, less than a year later, he did a 140 mile Ironman. And this 1% is really about going to the gym and doing something with a specific purpose. And that is to be a little better each workout than he was the workout before. And when you do that and you improve by 1% at a time, every workout, you see exponential growth in your performance. And Chris's example of going from 14 to 140 miles in a year, a 10x growth, seems unreasonable and unrealistic. But 1% better every workout is not unrealistic. It's actually very possible. The hardest part about that is being consistent and persistent over a long period of time until you see the results. And that's really the heart and the essence of the 1% Better program. And Christine, yes, you've got, you, you have got to teach Mike how to eat more rice. Who's Mike? From Kiporto. Who's Mike? <laughs> my husband, Mike. Oh, dad, my dad, my dad. Are you talking to Rob Ryan over here? I can get 1% better eating rice from Chipotle. I'm down. Listen, that's fine with me. We can do that. I'm also, a- Chris has a gold card from Chipotle. That, <laughs> right, Chris? Yeah. That you get uh, free Chipotle. But 
we have to get into why. Why do you get free Chipotle? What has been, what has gone on right now? Because what is just mind blowing to so many people that sit back and say, I can't do this. Wow. I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I'm yet you've had a lot of challenges in your life and you're not going to take no for an answer pretty much. So how do you do it? Not out of respect, Christine, just fought back hell because you guys both know that when we found out we did the man in half Iron Man in Baltimore, you tell Brian that. <laughs> oh, he knows. Oh, I, yeah, no, I'm a big fan. You Listen, if this lady next to me here puts anything on the Instagram or on them social medias or she's doing anything, she's right here. This is my buddy. We know everything about each other. So, And, and when she told me that she was hanging out with you and your crew – and uh, and your dad, I said, what? I said, this is awesome. This is amazing. And actually, it made me want to learn. I can ride a bike. I can't swim very well. Don't I say can the get word be- can't. I can get better, 1% better, I suppose. And uh, But I can run. I can run real well. So if you need some help with that running stuff, I'm your guy, all right? I want to be in with the crew. Uh, or, or, or how about this? How about, how about you get some advice from our, our man? But in the meantime... I'm going to beat you <laughs> and swim back and forth. If I beat you, I, I'll take Christine out. If you beat him, you take Christine out? Yeah. What kind of deal is that? Because <laughs> you're a bunch of an old man. We are? Yeah. All right. So our listeners, Chris, they know. They know that I got to spend a day with you at Iron Man Half back in June. And I know the you know the listeners know that we had an amazing time, right? We tried not to tell your dad that we took thirty seconds for a dance off in the middle of the street, but it was very, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I told you, don't tell your dad, but we're gonna dance right now. But we we had we had the best best time out there. Chris, did we not have a good time? Yeah, and we finished. Chris, you're competitive, huh? Yes. Yeah, I am. I love it. I love I'm it. All your writers compete in this family. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But one of the things that I, I stop you, don't stop me down, Christy. <laughs> I know she's slowing you down. I need to try harder. I will. I will get on. Try harder, Christy. Try harder. I will. I will. So. Tell us right now, you have quite an impressive resume, and you started out with shorter races, and then slowly—actually, not very slowly. This was like One pretty, year. pretty quick. Jumped into these the hardest races in the world. It's like less than what. Less than one percent. What's the? I forgot the exact. Got to um, be less than one. Less than one percent oh. of people even attempted the Ironman race in the world. Um, and you not only did an Ironman, but you completed the World Championship race in Kona last year. Correct. Yeah. What was that like? 
I think Connor was a lot better than the first one. And I think it's because, uh, this year, right after Phoenix for Connor, uh, I took Adrian and we kind of proposed. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. No, you didn't. Wait a second. Who's Adrian? I tell about this girl. The listeners. Yeah. On this podcast that I propose. Now, he gave her a promise ring, and that's Adrian is his ex girlfriend now. Okay. Hey, it it happens. Love and triathlon. It happens, right? Oh, no. It happens. But you finished, Chris. You finished the race, and you finished the Kona World Championships, correct? Yeah. Okay, but before that, now, I um, recall that you have uh, rubbed shoulders. You've been next to some pretty impressive people. Like, for example, you won an ESPY award. Oh, uh, yeah. How wh- How did that happen? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, uh, my, uh, you know, the legend from, uh, for Gaius, uh, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. I'm Oh my god, Al Brook. Out of the blue, okay. He called me up. No, he didn't. And he said, You better come. <laughs> and, and, when I showed up, he starts announcing my name. Were you surprised when like, Tim Tebow announced you? Like, he's going to put a big show or something. (laughs) And you look good. I saw that video. You had that bow tie on and everything. You were ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was right. You kid a speech. Yeah, you gave a speech. And then they gave you a second SP after that. And they gave me the second SP after that. So What was that for? Yeah. There was a male athlete. Best male athlete with a disability. Unbelievable. Hey, give it up. Let's go. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So there, there's so many questions. Chris and Nick, both of you, are inspiring people around the world. Now, again, I was – I had the honor, the, you know, the privilege to be your guide – and spend that day with you out on the course. And it was amazing for me to hear all the other people out on that course that, number one, knew who you were, knew your story. They know that you were someone that had inspired them to complete races, to do things that they didn't think that they could do. And it was so powerful because people were just stopping and they wanted hugs with you. They wanted pictures. They were like, oh, my gosh. And it it was amazing to see that, to see someone, I mean, just changing lives and on such a big level. How does that make you feel? 
But it made me feel that like having you is just main aspects because <clears throat> I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, you get out of here. And second, and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and then second, uh, here's my question for you. Why are you really on TikTok? Our podcast. <laughs> That's a good question. It's a whole jumper, Chris. Like it's a cute little like jumper. It's you know. Oh my gosh! Here we go. We usually sit. the fashion the fashion police. Like I, Chris loves to throw me under the bus. You know. We've spent enough time together where it's like, Christine, you're slow. Christine, what are you wearing? Christine, you need to do this. Chris, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Look, we need somebody like this. We, you need somebody like it's this. Very humbling. Love Christine. it. Love it. Right? Oh, no, Brian. <laughs> this is great. So Christopher, leave the scene alone. How does it make you feel? When all these people are inspired to go do triathlons and they tell you that, how does that make you feel? Pretty cute. Makes you feel cute? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and it makes other people cute too. Okay. <laughs> awesome. How'd you get into triathlon? Why triathlon? Did you play other sports before this? Yeah. Basketball. Right. All right. How many Arkansas triathlons? And what is it why? about the triathlon? How come, you know, why not just running or biking or whatever, cycling? What, why why all of them? It's the the best uh, event. Because I wanted a wife, just like Bob. You wanted a wife. That's why triathlon? <laughs> yeah. It's a big leap between triathlon and a wife. Yeah. 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 And the yeah. doing the toughest Ironman races, it goes back to a wife. Okay. There you go. It is impressive. And and what about this? Someone, someone like mom or someone like Christine. As long as she dresses appropriately. Yeah. And I don't yeah. slow you down. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> no, well, most wives will do that. I love that. Right. So tell us. Tell us your favorite part about racing. Now you've done, you've done marathons, you've done Ironmans of all different lengths. What is your favorite? What's your favorite part? My favorite part is being you. Is what? Is being being you. Being, being you. Me. Oh man, this is it's Not on here. What's your favorite part? <laughs> But my favorite part is the music, though. The music. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, it gets you The music, up. it makes me get crazy. And it makes me want to like, be every person who gets in my way. Okay. All I, right. I, I love but, this. My dad is always in my way. I'm not always in your way. Yeah, <laughs> And then... Christine is always in my way. Otherwise, you know what I have to say, Chris. It's, for someone that is always that's always making fun of me, you definitely, you definitely, um, you definitely asked for a lot of hugs during the race. True. True. See, see. So it wasn't all that bad. 
And then I did tell you at some point that if you ask me for another hug and it, it better be real. Otherwise, if you're trying to just slow the pace down to take a break, then their hugs are off limits. <laughs> we did have a we'd have a talk. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I love it. I love I, it. I came halfway through the race and you guys were just having too much way too much fun. <laughs> She's slowing us <laughs> down. And I looked at Christine. I said, Christine, what's going on? She said, he's tired. I said, I told you he's going to play you. (laughs) He's not tired. Look at his heart rate. And then you started running fast and you made up all your time. Yeah. 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 But it took your daddy to come out to call you out when you were trying to fool Christine. That is true. That is true. You should be finish line. Oh, finish line. Yeah. So you can get away with something. You should be finish line and have me give nothing. Get away with nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right. So... (laughs) I next, wanna, time we do, yeah. next time, mm-hmm. we do that race again. You might get a finish line. Only if Christine decides to push you. There to you her. go. Only if you decide not to play me. You know, like, oh, I'm, I'm overheating. I'm hot. Well, then there's me again. thinking, oh, gosh, like, I, I, don't, wanna, I don't want him to pass I out. Think, like, his, I'm, I'm going to really get in trouble for this. I think you know? fair is fair, Christine. I think you got to play Chris a little bit here. I, and I think you got to show him what you're all about. Uh-oh. 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 Challenge Whoa, accepted. Hey. You think... know how fast I am? How fast? As, as a wild, like a fishy. <laughs> okay, speaking of fast, Chris, there's some big things coming up that we need to talk about. Yeah. You have done uh, some big marathons, and you are headed to finish the Abbott World's majors right right that's what it is right um you have already run new york boston okay london uh-huh where else tokyo tokyo what do you have left berlin mm-hmm. and chicago berlin and chicago what's what's first berlin. okay that's coming up right end of september yeah yeah it's already september baby yeah, it's on. It's in September. We're in September. This is this month. Let's go. All right. So September, Berlin. When is Chicago? October. Okay. 8th. October 8th. 8th. And um, that's a big, uh, big race because that's the last one, right? Uh, yeah. And because my favorite TV shows are out there. <laughs> okay. Your favorite TV shows are out there? Yeah. In Chicago? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Chicago PD. Uh-huh. Uh, Chicago Med. Chicago Med. Okay. Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. And if, like, anything ever happens to me in that course, Chicago Med is called to be seen. I remember this conversation because I, hope- I have someone that acts in the Chicago Fire. I I remember this conversation, Chris. Absolutely. Right, well, yeah. hook you up with that. But well, I hope you star in those episodes no, for all the right reasons. Oh, hook I will, it up. Hook all right. Up. Okay. All hook right. It up. Quit all holding right. them back. Hook me up, That's it. That's it. <laughs> Working on it. Oh man. All right. So, is 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 running your favorite? I mean, you running the marathons. Is running your favorite? Oh, Swimming, biking. Yeah. What do you like? Trust me, the running makes you back cute. <laughs> Makes his butt cute, Brian. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. That's, we all know this. Yeah. True. <laughs> oh, my God. Because my arm is never my cute butt. 
<laughs> the best. No, Right. Oh my gosh. So, Chris, let me ask, uh, let me ask your dad a couple things. Cause I think that our listeners need to, uh, need to hear a little backstory with this because you have been a parent that has been an advocate, that has been a cheerleader, that you, you're not the norm, Nick. I just, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but you are different and you believe in things that sometimes other people don't. And I would love to hear, because there's so many people out there that need to hear your message and what you're doing as, you know, really changing the world, which is what you're doing, which is when I heard about the two of you years ago, it, I'm like that, this is something, this is big. And more people need to hear about this and believe that, you can really achieve anything and anything is possible, right? Is what the Iron Man says. So Nick, what, if we can go back a little bit, um, what was it like, you know, when Nick was younger, before he, before, when Chris was younger, before he got into everything, what was the, what was the path? What was the journey? So I think all of us parents with children with intellectual disabilities, we, live the same journey from the very beginning when the doctors tell us our kids will never amount to anything or do anything to the battle with all the schools to try to get them to fit in. And with Chris, my wife did most of the heavy lifting in the battle to try and get them to fit into schools. And after, you know, in the first five years of school and seven different schools, we couldn't find a place. And finally we found one. And even there, you know, community, the society, the doctors, the teachers, everybody convinces you that he's never going to amount to anything or accomplish anything. And so no matter how much my wife and I believed and wanted to believe and wanted to do, um, when you're bombarded by everybody, eventually you think either they're all crazy or you're crazy. And after a while, you know, you just, you give in, you give into society's beliefs and your behavior reflects that. So you don't push them. You don't try hard. You don't teach them the same way you teach your other kids. You don't have high expectations for them like you do for everybody else. And that's how it was for us for the first 18 years of Chris's life. When he turned 18, it was a defining moment because at that moment, most of us go on to college or careers or something. And at that point, our kids with intellectual disabilities, they fall off the face of the earth. They end up staying home on their own. They become isolated uh, marginalized, left out of the community and, and any opportunities that are available to the rest of us. At that point, I decided that we were going to give it one more shot, but we're going to do it differently this time. Instead of counting on the community to help us, and instead of counting on others and their expertise, what I realized was, one, they had no belief system, and two, they had no expertise when it came to our children. Because if they had, we would see examples of it. So I decided to take a different approach. We put a little bubble around Chris, just between be, be around me and him, and I fed him only positive stuff. I told him he's a winner, that he could do anything, that he could accomplish anything, and that he could get 1% better every day. And we literally spent the next three years teaching him using the triathlon, teaching him that he could get better 1% one, uh, 1 better every day. And my belief is that if you program the subconscious mind to believe it can achieve on a daily basis – for a period of one or two or three years, eventually the subconscious mind, um, that becomes its reality. 
it believes it can achieve anything. Chris now today believes he can achieve anything as he has and continues to because we taught him differently. We programmed his subconscious mind differently. We did it through triathlon. Uh, we taught him that anything is possible and we did it 1% at a time, but we did it over a period of three years. And that's what it took. It took Chris three years to go from Cox to Ironman, but Ironman isn't really the goal. The goal was teaching him the 1% better habit, making the mindset uh, one that he believes he can accomplish anything. And no matter what he pursues in life, he can achieve it because no matter what anybody else says to him now, he knows better because he's just spent the last five years being successful every single day. And he's been seeing amazing results, big results as a result of that. But really the big results aren't as important as the little ones, the daily successes, the daily wins, because that's what programs your mind to believe you can do anything. That's what the most successful people in the world have. They have a tough mental mindset. Uh, they're mentally tough. They have grit. And that's what Chris has. Chris now has mental toughness. He has grit. He has a belief that he can do anything and achieve anything. And that was our uh, mission. And, and what my wife and I wanted to do was, was to teach him that he can be anything he wants to be. But we had to teach him by reprogramming his subconscious mind, by reprogramming 18 years of um, everybody telling him what he couldn't do. We had to mask all of that and replace it with positive thinking with positive action, with positive results. And that's all really the 1% better system is. It's a way to teach our kids to achieve something every day until they reach a point where achievement becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a habit. It becomes who they are. And that's who Chris is today. It's fantastic. I, I you know, I just love everything about it. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen similar situations just in my neighborhood growing up. We, you know, we had a, a neighbor who was, you know, similar situation. He was told that he wouldn't amount to much and, and, uh, you know, and, and he worked. And I wish to this day, uh, that I could exchange bank accounts with this fella because he's worked his way more money than anybody. He was always selling. He was always buying. He was always doing things. And, it, you know, just a, just a, a beautiful, beautiful soul that we've, uh, you know, had as a neighbor. And, uh, you know, they're everywhere. Uh, you know, we've got situations like this in just about every community where, you know, Chris is an example of this and, and what he's taught, you know, was learned from you is, is, uh, you know, is, is to not accept what, what society will have for you. And, and I want the same for my kids, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and I want them to understand that, you know, just like you're saying, small whispers of you can do anything you want uh, can go a long way once we compound them and build them over and over and over again. And progress is an actual thing, right? It's a, it's a real thing. It's tangible. Uh, we can hang our hat on it. Uh, and, and as we go with, with this, uh, you know, we're just seeing Chris as just a, a product of, of what, can work for anybody, right? Not just uh, not just people like Chris, uh, you know that that you know it just makes it more astounding and and uh, you know gives him the fanfare that it does. But boy, what a good concept for anybody uh, to 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 go with. Um, I'm I'm in love with it, and uh, and you guys and and look, hats off to you, Dad. Uh, you know for not accepting that and being an advocate for your kid, and uh, you know especially in the schools and and in this world. Um, because uh, it, it hasn't always been easy, and from what I understand, there's been some pushback at times about, you know, the sport and why, you know, and and the kid and and who's this about and things like that. Um, what what's been the experience with that? There's always pushback, right? Because when anyone attempts to do something, no one else has done, right? The the society is programmed to 
react negatively, right? Meaning, you know, everything from you're wasting your time to who do you think you are? And people find all kinds of ways to react and respond to that. Uh, most of the reactions are always negative. Um, cause think about it. If you're, um, if you're a parent of someone with Down syndrome and your entire life, you've been convinced your child will never amount to anything. And you have accepted that. But now someone comes along and changes that narrative. Now you have to say something, right? Because now you have proof of something different. So either you have to, uh, you have to acknowledge that you have accepted a lie and you will continue accepting that lie for your child, or you have to do something that you may not want to do, which right. is invest in your child like we invested in ours. So people are invested in maintaining the status quo in order to reinforce their belief system that they've been convinced of and or reinforce the fact that they're not willing to do what we were willing to do for our child to help them achieve success. And look, that's not easy. Neither of those answers is easy, right? But if we're going to change the world, we have to lead by example and we have to say the hard stuff and we have to call people out and hold them accountable and say, look, doctors, you're wrong. Teachers, you're wrong. Parents, you're wrong. You're at least wrong. You're at least wrong for our son. And if you happen to believe that our son just is one in a million and is an exception, then that's a response you can have. But I'm telling you, that's not true. Chris was an average kid with Down syndrome five years ago, just like the rest of his friends. In fact, he was average. He, he wasn't as accomplished as most of his friends, and he wasn't um, as incapable as some of them. He was just average. And this average young man, through a persistent effort of getting 1% better for three years, became a world-class athlete, an Ironman, a marathoner, a successful public speaker, a business owner. All of that became possible because he worked for it. And because we as his parents gave him the opportunity and believed in him and helped him. And to your question, Brian, that's a hard thing for people to accept. Yeah. The, the question is hard. The answer is even harder and accepting it and, and answering it for your child is a very difficult thing. Whether you're, you're a parent of a child with a disability or a parent of any child and you're looking at your child and saying, why aren't they accomplishing more? Right. Sometimes we just got to look in the mirror and the answer is staring us right back in the face. Yeah. And people don't like, that, by the way, they, they do not like me. And people will say a lot of stuff about me because I'm brash enough to say that and to say, look, we as parents have a responsibility and it's more than just leaving them on the couch with a video game and snacks and hoping something good will happen. It's never going to happen. I took Chris off that couch and I said, we're going to go out and exercise. And I've been by his side for the last five and a half years every day while he's been doing that. And that's not easy to do. And most parents aren't willing to do that. Well, I hope you <laughs> never, ever stop doing what you're doing because I think what people also need to realize is that you are having these tough conversations. You are making people uncomfortable because they are facing their bias. They're facing these these things, these lies, like you said, they've been told and you are not just complacent with what both of you are doing. And I am going to attest to the fact that because I have come to your house, you have opened your house and 
I've stayed there and trained with all of you, and you invite other athletes now to I mean you open your house I mean that is that is huge that is something that I would say most people would never do yet you are hey listen this I believe in you I believe in this and you have this message like you said with public speaking and going out to to schools to companies all over the United States and world you're reaching what can you talk a little bit about what you know, what you're doing with other athletes? Because this isn't just about Chris. No, if it was just about Chris, then this would be a shame. Uh, this would be the biggest waste of God's, you know, message to all of us. Uh, it can't be just about Chris, right? It has to be about the Chris and all of us, right? Meaning God puts a special seed in all of us, makes us all unique, gives us all amazing, amazing potential. And we just sit on it. We don't do much with it. Chris just did something with the gift God gave him. And now, you know, the old saying, um, you know, who you are, right, is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift to God. And so I feel like it's our responsibility to share this gift with everybody to say, look, this is what's possible. And to share our learnings, to share our enthusiasm, to share our journey, and to really show the world that our children don't have to be marginalized and, and left on the couch for their entire life. We don't have, as parents, be heartbroken and worried about them their entire life. We can see our kids for who they are. They're, they're special, they're unique, they're different, but they can be fully included <clears throat> in the community. They can be fully employed. They can have relationships. They can have all the same things all the rest of us have uh, and enjoy uh, a fulfilling, rich life in doing whatever they want. So, that's really our message. And so we know it's not going to happen with just Chris. We know that we need to create more role models like Chris. Chris is a good one and Chris will inspire a hundred, but we need those hundred to inspire, you know, the next 10,000. And that's what's going to change the world. When the next 10,000 inspire another hundred and it gets into the hundred and two and a million and, and so on, that's when people are going to believe it. And so this is the little spark, right? Chris is the little spark the little engine that could, but now we need a uh, a whole community of people like Chris. And so that's why we open our homes. That's why we go out there speaking to people. That's why we're going to start programs around this. That's why we're going to go to schools to do this. That's why we're looking at opening up a, an institute to bring people together to do this, because the more role models we create, the more we can actually change the world and Look, you, you know, you reach a point in your life like I have where you're in the fourth quarter of your life and you say, well, what's the rest of, about? And you start thinking differently about your life and you start thinking about how do you leave um, something behind that is worthwhile, that makes a difference in people's lives. And I think my mission has been to help Chris to elevate him to a role model, the kind that can inspire thousands of, and millions of other role models like him so that his lifestyle becomes the lifestyle of millions of others around the world. Christine. I know. Like it makes me it makes me like tear up because it's Absolutely. it's so unbelievably inspiring on so on so many levels. And you know, the reason Brian used to kid me and say well, he he would say that I would stalk people, right? That <laughs> on, you know, social media or whatnot for when we first started our podcast, which is over six years ago at this point, because I would find people that are fascinating. 
and I would say, wow, and, you know, I'd start to follow their stories and sometimes comment and, you know, and I just remember reading your story and I, you know, always followed Team Hoyt and, you know, many different people that they looked at fear, they looked at whatever was, you know, whatever, whenever they were told no, quo. that, that they didn't believe it. And, you know, I know our listeners and you all know, you know, when I was 30 and I was told no, oh, here you have this disease, you know, you're not going to be able to do this and this won't happen. And I was like, oh yeah, watch this. And, and I'm drawn to other people because I feel like, you know, yeah, we all have different situations. But at the end of the day, you choose either that you're going to do something to make a difference or you're not, or you're going to sit back and be a victim. And there's, I really feel strongly that more people, like and why we have this podcast, to get out messages like this to people who need to hear them. And we just thank you so much for being, you know, being that lightning rod that whether it's God or whoever's talking through you and the gifts, like I just wrote that down, you know, you're, it is, you are God's gift and what you do with the gift is what you give to that world. And this, we thank you for sharing all of this with the world because it is making huge differences. You see it, but from a different angle, we you know, we see it as well. So, oh my gosh, go ahead, Brian. No, I was just, I, as I listen, I, all I, you know, all I hear is love and, and I, I, you know, I see, I snick, I see, you know, your love for Chris and, and, you know, your love for advocating for him and, 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 you know, Chris, I see your love back and, you know, wanting to help other people and just, you know, everything that you're, that you're doing to me is just about love and, 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 uh, you know, and, and loving in a sport and loving in an exercise and activity. And look, I mean, that's our key. I makes my life better when I exercise. Right. Uh, you know, and no doubt about it. Uh, it's a, it's an opportunity for all of us to help other people and inspire the world and just make it 1% healthier, right. Or 1% better or whatever it may be. And, uh, look, if we're leading our, if we're leading the way with our hearts, you know, as you do for your son and, you know, and I like to do for my kids and, and, uh, and all those things that, you know, I just, I, how could you go wrong? Uh, you know, how could it, how could anyone tell you that it's not the right thing to do? Um, when a, you've proved your concepts through and through, right through Chris and Chris has proven him, uh, himself. And, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I, I just, uh, I can't, I can't help you enough. And Chris, you got to save me a run one of these days. I want to come running with you if that's all right. Uh, you know, I'll try not to slow you down. Brian's really <laughs> fast, really fast. And I got these. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go. <coughs> oh my God. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Uh, this is going to be our first, uh, this is going to be the first and ever, uh, person that um, did this for the past 18 months. Um, I am recommending for you and Brian to see the face of my mom at 3 o'clock. Because <laughs> your mom, Because she has something to say about this. Okay. 
Although, although I did meet your mom, and she's amazing. She is amazing. She's going to brag about you. We're going to brag about you. That's why we got you here, man. We want to brag about you. Everybody's bragging about you. Winning SBs, Iron Man. But I have a much better wife. Do you don't? Yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Do you tell him I am fishing? Well, I'm not. I'm not going to tell him to get out of here, although... Your mom. Yeah. Although, if you do uh, see Chris on the race course, make sure you run by and say, get out of here, right? Yeah. I mean, and he'll maybe he'll run faster. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Great. Get out of here, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> see? There it is. You got it. You got, got it. it. You got it. Tell us um, quickly. I know that there is... Okay. Tell us about the book that's out, and also, am I going to ruin it if I say that maybe there's something else in the mix? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then about maybe the next book that's coming out for all of our listeners that need to. New new book about what it's like to be like. I think the main title. Would be what the future would be like if if I knew now if I knew then then what I know now what do I know I would be living in the future with someone else different life. So the first book was 1% Better. Mm-hmm. It was a story about Chris and the whole journey and a little bit of a teaser on the 1% Better system. And the second book is going to be all about how to implement and execute the 1% Better system in your life to achieve your full potential. So it's going to be more of a how-to so that anyone living anywhere with no resources and no means will have the ability to take what Chris did and execute it in their own life and change their, their life for the, for the better by achieving their full potential. So we want to make it as, as accessible and as easy to follow as possible for everybody everywhere so that they can experience the kind of life that Chris has. Uh, and then we're, we're working on doing a documentary this coming year because we're looking at bringing together about somewhere around 30 um, individuals with intellectual disabilities like Chris in like an institute or an academy setting and taking them through the 1% system for a year and turning them all into an Ironman and showing the world what's possible when you bring people in an environment and teach them all the system. And then essentially it's to teach them, it's using Ironman to teach them uh, health skills, life skills, social skills, uh, educational skills, um, job skills, and the ultimate job is to get them fully included and fully employed into the community. And we want to show how training with an Ironman and using the 1% Better system, we can help individuals with intellectual disabilities become fully included um, and fully employed in the community. I think I think Nick, I, I think Nick, I already uh, put my hand up to volunteer <laughs> to uh, you know to help out. I Look, believe and we're, we're, we're going to need some great coaches and trainers in our system. So, because then we want to, we do that. Imagine what happens next, right? Right. It's like everybody's going to want one of these in their state. 
because mm-hmm. there's millions of people who need this. And once people see what's possible and that we can get our kids off the couch and fully employed and instead of sending them to college where they're going to learn nothing because they don't have the cognitive ability to do that, you send them to a 1% better institute. And at the end of two years, they become fully employed in the community. Like which parent wouldn't want to send their kids to that? Yeah. Is that not the like yeah. one of the best things you've heard? And like I just it makes my heart just one hundred percent love. That's all. That's all I have to it's say. a beautiful thing, you guys. So books, speaking right now. Um, I truly believe that every as a former teacher, that every school needs to hear this because uh, honestly, I went through teaching. I went through all the all the academic, the masters, the this, that, whatever, and there is nothing better. I think then even being out, Chris, the time that we had together that day on that course, those are the kind of things that people need to experience. Like there's, there's no book, there's no lecture, there's nothing that is going to really let someone understand that, guess what, the way you were taught how to teach someone, probably not the same, probably not work, doesn't work for everybody. And I think for people that are especially listening right now that have, you know, special education degrees and, you know, work with people in the classroom um, of any, anywhere, I don't care, you own a business, you're working with people. I think there's something to be said for the message that you deliver. And I really hope that anyone listening right now that's at schools or companies to bring, you know, Chris and Nick in to speak, it will, will just, you know, exceed any expectation you have and we'll really get something out of it. So, um, no, they are not paying me for their commercial. Okay. (laughs) But I really truly believe that, that this is something special and could really just change your mindset. So we will put all of their information, um, and the website and everything. Um, you are, you're always obviously raising funds to help more athletes. So tell us what, how can people, Get involved, number one, and also what are you doing with, you know, say funds or, or raising money for things right now? Sure. We're, re- we're raising fi- uh, funds primarily to create more role models like Chris, right? Because we believe the best way to impact the world is to have more people like Chris out there in the community where people can see them and run with them and interact with them. So we're sponsoring athletes from around the country and eventually around the world. And we're going to help them with the training program, with the equipment that they need, with local coaches and or guides to help them. And we're going to provide them entry fees and travel expenses to go to the major marathons, to local marathons, to triathlons. The goal is to identify over the next year, a hundred new role models like Chris and support them financially and with guides and with resources in order for them to become role models for, you know, others like them. So we can spread this message and get more people to believe that this is possible. Because honestly, the number one problem we're trying to solve is the belief system. When people don't believe, they don't take action. When they believe, there's a, a chance that they're going to take action. And and through role models, we believe we can get more people to take action. So. Now, any donations people make to Chris's foundation, the Chris Nickage 1% Better Foundation, they can make it through his website at chrisnickage.com. All of the money goes to funding these athletes and these role models around the world. 
And for us to create programs like the neurodivergent categories in running and triathlon events uh, and be able to just promote this to reach as many people as we can. So the money will be well spent to help as many other uh, young men and women like Chris as possible because the more role models we have, autism, Down syndrome, boys, girls, nonverbal, verbal, social, non-social, right? The more diversity we have in the role models, the more people will believe. That's it. Companies, people, did everybody hear this? Because we're going to blast this out and get all this information, Nick and Chris. We are just overly grateful to to have you. And I know it's been long overdue. And I'm super excited, Chris, for you to uh, finish that Abbott, heading over to Berlin and then Chicago. So, so excited. I'm gonna be cheer- we're going to be cheering for you, you know, from uh, from the New Jersey shore for sure. And um, you know what I would love, Chris, for you to um, tell us? What is some really good advice that you could give our listeners who think that they can't do something? Just keep pushing. Keep pushing. And we uh, to really put the work effort. You got to eat more rice for Chipotle. That's it. That's it. And uh, the last two things before we uh, we wrap up, we are going to have a third and last book for Too Fit Crazy. Oh, okay. I'm in. And it will be synced out on September 2nd. And it's going to be Sent and direct out to my mom and she'll know more about Brian and what work he does. Dad, Christine, please, please extend the invite out for me to speak on Zoom. New Jersey High School. New Jersey High School. Done. Then, we're, we are already that, in touch with people. Already in touch. Then after that, my mom and I will come on at 530 and we'll be the face of our podcast. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds awesome. I think it sounds like a great plan. Listen, you always have a place to stay in New Jersey. All right. Always have a place to stay. I cannot wait to uh, – I stayed at your house, so – you know what? It's um always uh always open um for races, for speaking engagements and um you just bring that gold Chipotle card, you know, and and we'll all good. That's right. That, all good. That gold Chipotle card and that nice butt. You get that up here in oh, New Jersey geez. here. Let's go. Oh jeez. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And uh with that said, it is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.